Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my podcast partner, and that is Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing? Doing all right. What's up, everyone? I had a nice nap before we started the show. I'm still a little dazed and confused, but that will probably only help things. Guys, you're listening to the Hammerlock Hangover. This is episode 97. This episode, we're going to talk about the trouble with CM Punk. He's apparently got a big rivalry with Hangman Page. Um, And what's up with this build with Moxley? Apparently, they're going to fight for the AEW world title next week on Dynamite. Why was this rushed? Are we going to see the return of MJF? Is Tony Khan scared of the WWE? We're going to talk about it. Uh, in reviewing WWE, lots to talk about. NXT UK turns into NXT Europe. Some people got let go. Drew McIntyre's back injury. Something that I look forward to discussing with you is Brandy Rhodes at the Performance Center. Ooh la la. God bless. I know, I know. This is like Christmas came early for me. Um, uh, On Raw, who's the mystery glove? We're going to talk about that. What's up with uh, Dexter Loomis? What's he doing? Who's he? Hit Row is back. And NXT Heat Wave results. Lots of stuff to discuss as far as Heat Wave is concerned and the surprise in ratings. But Jeff, let's start with... CM Punk. Everybody is talking. Everybody is abuzz. The interwebs are um, a lit ablaze. Talking about CM Punk, this last episode of AEW Dynamite, uh, where he starts the show with this bizarre promo. He's supposed to be building a match to All Out, which is, what is it, two, three weeks away? Yeah. Jeff's. Yeah, and it's the 5th, September 5th. Today is uh, August, what, 18th? Yeah. Right, and we thought that the main event was Moxley versus CM Punk for who's going to be the rightful heir of uh, Little Title. Um, to unify the AEW World's Championship with the Interim World's Championship. Right. I, I, I'm very opinionated about the, the actual promo between the two of these guys because I felt like they shat on the fucking title, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, But he starts off rattling some random bullshit about Hangman Page. Like, who... Were, did you hear this? Or were you as perplexed as I was? Like, what I was does perplexed. Hangman have to do with this? Right. He had nothing to do with it. And then he called him out for a rematch and then the music doesn't hit. And then he called him a coward. And as it turns out, he went into business for himself. He, he threw a mini pipe bomb in real time on a live show acting out. This is something apparently there's been bad blood between the two for a while. So at some point when Hangman was cutting his promo before he lost the title, when he was cutting those, because I remember this, because him and Chris Statlander were both cutting promos saying that AEW needs to be defended by invaders. And they both seemed weird and they both lost, which was also weird booking to have them cut those promos and for that to happen. And they both lost to uh, WWE people, basically, or ex-WWE people. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, CM Punk took that to heart. Man, either in the promo 
or outside the promo and in the promo or just in the promo alone, CM Punk knew that Hangman meant him. That at some point, Hangman Page said, yeah, you smile to our face, but you're actually a cancer in the locker room, which, you know, listen, I choose to believe that because I don't like CM Punk. I don't think he's a nice guy. I think that he's got a trail of evidence that leads that this is what he does. He's got his anyway. So apparently this was Punk doing his receipt. And of course, because it wasn't on script, Hangman didn't come out. Um, I'm not even sure if he was in the building or not. Uh, And so this Okay, so this threw everyone into a tizzy. Uh, it made Hangman, who's a babyface, look like a, a loser and a coward. And Punk, in fact, used the word coward. And then Punk moved on to other things. This also took like a lot, but AEW has time management issues to begin with. And the, the, the final match, which I guess was their main event, did seem to be rushed a little bit and, and have sort of an off-kilter pace. And there was a, an angle, which I think was ill-conceived anyway, but... It was very rushed in like the last 10 seconds of the show. And then the show went off there. We'll get to that too. But uh, I mean, certainly an additional three minutes might've helped to have made that made make sense. Again, I think the whole thing was a bad idea. Anyway, they, they seem to be rushing a lot of things, um, but we'll get into that in due course. So yeah. So then I guess you can take us into the uh, p- promo reboot. <laughs> yeah. So he then gets into the the mix with Moxley, right? So he calls out Moxley. Moxley shows up, and and then there's this funny business about this is part of the script, right? This part makes sense, right? Um, and so you've got Moxley facing off with Punk, and now Punk is bowing up a lot. He's definitely in Moxley's face as a this different Punk that you know was not in Moxley's face last week. Um. And I think a lot of this had to do with him trying to look big because the criticism from last week's episode was that he did not look big compared to Malik Moxley punked him last week. Oh, well, Moxley did a good job of making himself look smaller by giving Effie a giant open mouth kiss on the indies at a GCW show like two days prior. But (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. That real quick on that thing. Like, if nobody knows, Moxley, you know, he loves to to, to dwell in the, the dumpsters and he likes to hang out at GCW. You know, you know what GCW stands for, right, uh, Jeff? Garbage Championship Wrestling. So he Moxley goes to Garbage Championship Wrestling. I thought, and, I thought, this, I thought it was Garbage Crash Wrestling. Uh, oh, thank you. You're right. You, this is exactly what it's called. Garbage Crash Wrestling. And so... Um, you know, he's in the match with Effie. Effie, hey, you know, he's, I, I think he's openly gay and whatever. He just. You think? Just, yeah, no, he's, he's openly, he's openly gay, but he's also, he's flamboyant about it in the ring. Not quite Joey Ryan, but. But it, you know, Jeff, in that direction. There's a lot of Joey Ryan in the shtick that Effie does, right? So like right. in this um, match, Moxley has Effie in a sleeper hold, and then the guy puts his Effie puts his hands, his own hand, in his trunks, and starts mimicking jerking off, like right. like he's um what do they call that? The guy from NXS scarfing. He's, he's stimulating his Magic Johnson. 
Right, but not not yeah. I'm not. There's like a. a, a I don't. I, I I don't. The, the you, people you don't who, dabble in this. I'm, I'm the people sure who whack off while they're suffocating themselves or trying to yeah, hang I, themselves. No, I don't know what the word is. And uh, I'm pretty sure you're into this. You knew that Dom was a sub last week. Now you're telling me you don't know about scarfing. I mean, of course, I know what it is because I know that Michael <laughs> Michael Hutchins from NXS died from That's it. Right. That's right. That's right. So peculiar. So then Effie decides, oh, I'm going to do this now. And then Moxley realizes and then like lets him out of the sleeper hole. Your world champion should not be involved in this shtick. Like it's ridiculous. Anyways, go on. Uh, This build with Moxley. And listen, it would almost be one thing, and I'm sorry, but it did, but it would almost be one something that, that if in, in AW, what happens in AW is the world, and what happens in the Indies is another world. But it's not. Indie wrestling is canon in AW. They embrace it. They'll tell you that Nick Gage is coming, and they'll bring in Mance Warner, and you're supposed to know who Mance Warner is, or Warhorse, or you know whatever it is. So you know, in AW to various extents of convenience. So, you know, this week, their world champion basically did a, you know, was in a match with a guy who was acting like he was, you know, getting off on being suffocated and then kissed him on the mouth, which, you know, okay. If you think that's enjoyment, okay. Um, I just thought, I just think it makes your champion look, you know, debased, brings him down. Cool. If it's, if it's like Matt Cardona in that spot, right? Like, you know, okay, it's sticky. You were or if it's, like, or if it's crazy man Kingston. You know, just 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 going around, going going crazy. Right. Like I I can't imagine like Roman Reigns in a in a spot like that. But again, that's why Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns, and Moxley is a bum. Um. Right. So going back to uh, Moxley and CM Punk in this ring, you know, they're trading jabs at each other, and then, um going into these punches, but the punches look so fucking, like, they, they take this stance that, you know, Stone Cold used to do, like this wide-legged stance where him and Rock would kind of go back and forth, and right. it was kind but the, they, I don't know if they purposely wanted to make it look like this, but they don't look like they're even, like, hitting each other. They're no-selling each other's punches. Nobody's making any damage. Well, they start with slaps. <laughs> yeah, and yeah that's right. That, they've been doing that a lot. I mean, like, like open palm thrust, but they're, they're basically having slap fights uh, in the middle of the ring. Like it's like Japanese week style. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know, man. I just was was totally out uh, at this point. And not only that, but like before they even get into the fisticuffs or the slap the cuffs. Um, if he gets excited when I say that. Um, there. Um, this, this, you, I, I, this isn't about this championship. This championship means nothing to me unless I beat you. And then he throws the thing on the, like over his shoulder. Then CM Punk's like, this means nothing to me either. As long as I don't. Uh, so what the fuck are you two fighting for you idiots? I know this is coming up very negative. I mean, the, the first three minutes were bizarre with the page stuff. And and this had straight. I mean, like Moxley saw that straight-legged wide walk he does. Like it's almost like a drunk walk, but you've got like 
your knees were broken and they can never bend again. That's a little bit weird. But this whole thing was compelling television. Whether I liked it or not, I'm not sure. I just, But I couldn't stop watching, which I guess is a, is a success. Um, but yeah, I noticed some weird stuff about it. And Punk looks terrible. First of all, he looked like he was limping. Um, I did like how he teased he was going to leap into the audience. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not doing that again. But then he made a, you know, a, a big show about how he was going to wrestle. So even that was sort of like it was like a dichotomy in his actions and his and his words. And but, you know, this is punk. You know, Moxley's like saying, we know that you're only here because you ran out of money, which is probably true. Um, you know, uh, you're throwing pipe bombs all over the place. Well, they don't mean shit to me. I mean, I, you know, listen, I, I, I thought there was it, you know, it was an interesting exchange. Uh, what, did, the, what did punk say to him about? Uh, <laughs> you, you, oh, you're going to bleed all over me or something like that. <laughs> Punk said, I would punch you right now, but I'm afraid you would just bleed all over me. I mean, that was good. I mean, you know, I think some of these shoot work promos, as good as they are, be coupled with the quote freedom unquote they have in AEW to go unscripted and to sort of be liberal with the time, which is not a great idea. I think sometimes they cross lines without permission. Um, right. I mean, obviously, Punk in the beginning went into business for himself, as they say, and that was um, the. There seems to be a camp that are on Punk's side saying Page drew first blood. And then there seems to be a camp on Page's side saying Punk's a jerk. I have a feeling that Page's camp is bigger. Um, I don't know if that's just because that's what I want to believe or he's been there longer or whatever. Um, but, you know, he's more well-liked. You know, I'm sure Cole Cabana had some friends. You know, it's like there's no memory. Anyway, um, you know, the, the pull apart was like it was sort of weird. And then like later in the show, like maybe 20 minutes later, we got the same thing again. Basically, I guess Tony thought it was so important to do it. Now, I don't know if that's because he wanted to sell the intensity of it. I don't know if he had already decided to give us Mox versus Punk next week on Dynamite as a title match. And he wanted to, you know, sort of sell three weeks of work worth of build in one in one match. Or if he wanted to wash, he wanted everyone to forget about the hangman page. I'm not really sure. Right? It, 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 it would seem like the same thing twice. That said, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. So, I mean, but nothing happened. I mean, the, again, security was strangely successful for once. Pat Pat Buck finally figured out how to keep people apart. And BJ Whitmer, by the way, looks huge. <laughs> so, Jeff, let's talk about a couple of these things that you mentioned here. So we've got rumors that CM Punk wants to quit. Of course he does. Hangman cuts a promo on him, and then he – Rumor came out today that Punk was so upset about it that he ended up going to Tony Khan himself and a bunch of higher ups in AEW, which, you know, before last week, I didn't think there was any higher ups. We talked about who these quote unquote higher ups are. It's like QT Marshall and uh, Tony Schiavone and Tony Schiavone. Right. So Madison Rain. Sanjay. That's right. Um, So. Now, all of a sudden, he's upset with with Adam Hangman Page. Oh, you know, to keep him away from me, whatever. I want to quit. And there was rumors that he might even no-show last night. But isn't he the one who criticized Brock Lesnar for not showing up, even though Brock Lesnar showed up? And isn't he the one that stood with the Sasha and Naomi for, for leaving? And for everybody except for AEW talent that stands up for themselves. Right. Except when it's him, of course, because he's... Com- he has one set of rules for himself. He has one set of rules for everybody else. And, and that set of rules for everybody else is if it's on his team, his team is the right team. If it's on the other team, labor is always right and management is always wrong. That's right. 
So, Jeff, do you believe these rumors that he was going to quit, that he was he's this upset? Or do you think that this might possibly be just a work? It, the news came out from you've got to take that information. Is it fed by Tony Khan to just hype up this match, to hype up CM Punk, to get people to watch AEW next week? Because everybody now is starting to speculate. Again, they broke the news last night in the middle of the show, not at the not at the after the first skirmish. After the second one, that the match was being moved off of All Out and into next week's Dynamite. Everybody sees that a ploy, an act of desperation by Tony Khan because WWE is going up and up and up in the ratings. NXT is going up in the ratings. AEW is going down to catch some more steam. They're going to go all out at Dynamite next week. What's the question? The question is, do you believe the rumors that he was going to walk out? Let me tell you what I first thought after I heard the match was announced. I thought that the Hangman Page stuff was scripted and on purpose. Uh, I thought that this was going to be a setup for Hangman Page to be the one to interject himself in the match next week on Dynamite. And then all that was going to turn into a triple threat, which sounds a lot like WWE booking, but you know that it's still wrestling. And I figured that hangman page would be the one to eat the pin so that neither punk nor Moxley would have to take the loss and it would be to protect them. So that's why, that's what I thought of. And so if it is a work, then I'm going to stick with what I just said. Um, all I know is that everyone seems to be saying that it's real. And because it does sound like CM punk being a jerk and it does sound like things that he would have done. And in fact, has done. He even did the snow angels in the ring like he did back in 2014 or whenever he did it. Does seem to be a lot of wrestlers these days who seem a little bit froggy or at least felt a little froggy. Uh, we still know what's going on with MJF. Uh, I mean, it's been 10 to 11 weeks since he's been on TV. So there's no way this was a work. Could it turn into a work again? Sure, if they reconcile and show up and everybody goes, whoa, that was a great work long term. Nobody takes their biggest star off of three months for, for three months if they're not injured. And he was not injured. So that's an awfully short build between now and All Out. And also All Out's in Chicago. And I know that you don't have to always have CM Punk win in Chicago. But geez, it's going to be hard to get CM Punk booed or have CM Punk lose in the main event in Chicago and, you know, at an AEW event, which is, you know, what they want to do is make, you know, is give their have their fans leave cheering. I I don't know if it, if it is a work. It seems like a clumsy one. I mean, it's going to get a lot of IWC attention. But, you know, at this point, I think they're just trying to sell to their own base. And I think they're trying to really hard sell their own base. But they don't need to. Their 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 fan base is their fan base. I mean, they're you know Kenny Omega is rumored to come back. Kenny Omega isn't isn't a driver. He 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 never has been. That that's been proven time and time again. Punk was a driver. Now I I don't know how this helps Punk. If if, if you know the AEW fans start to turn on Punk, even even forty percent of them, that can't be a good thing for your product. So. I don't know. I mean, their experiment with a half hour technical wrestling match that didn't lead to bigger ratings, even with one of their biggest stars, which is not Daniel Garcia. I don't know if this proves Jeff is right. Daniel Garcia is not a star or a draw. It's just like, yeah, people don't really want to watch a half hour of that shit. Um, and it would listen. The match was executed very well, but it's to me that sort of dullness. Um 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the truth is, I don't know. I tend to think it's real because they did go overtime and everyone's saying that people were furious on the back. And furious is not a word that, that gets thrown around. There's a couple things that I want to bring up to you. And that is in relation to what you said about MJF, right? So th- there's a rumor that he's coming back and that he's, um, you know, going to be the on next week's show. He's going to, you said it, he might cost somebody the, the title match, we don't know. But maybe maybe it's true. Maybe he will come back. I don't know. But I'm going to spit something else at you. Uh, the other thing is lots of rumors about mm, Tony Khan is doing this because he's afraid. He's afraid of the ratings. He, he needs to pull a rating next week. So he's going to pull the, the main event, the build of this card. So that way he can finally figure out who's going to be his champion. And then put MJF and whoever the champion is at all out. If that's the route they go, Jeff, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it would be amazing because he, that he would have been afraid before the numbers came out for this dynamite. Um, Because obviously the numbers didn't come out until a day later. So he was already afraid, which is entirely possible. He's been booking like a madman. You know, shows are called Quake by the Lake. You're having title matches. You have a a pay-per-view that you, until last night, you only had one match announced for. Um, You're getting slaughtered on Fridays with Rampages, and you're doing stupid things on Rampage. I mean, you could treat Rampage like the third hour of Dynamite, uh, unless you've just given up, which might be what it is. I think that the momentum and the positive energy that WWE is objectively experiencing, the sort of the positivity and the renewed interest is an accelerant on it. And who knows what, what drives Tony Khan's or Tony Koch's brain, Adderall Tony. But I think what he's really afraid of is that he's, you know, not getting a lot of response from discovery. I mean, he still hasn't been able to get a TV show for ring of honor. It's, it's, it's almost forgotten now. Um, and I think he's seen blood in the water with discovery one bros. I mean, Warner brothers this week, what they do cancel all of their DC scripted TV shows. That's right. They did that. Jeff, uh, Jeff the other thing is, okay, so let, I want to, I want to throw this out at you. Right. So if I think it's not the MJF return, that is the reason for this. I don't even think that it's a ploy for ratings at this point. I'm going to throw this out there. I haven't heard anybody say this. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a hammerlock hangover exclusive, Jeff. Okay. Okay. I want you to couple today's news about CM Punk almost quitting. He wanted to leave. He almost didn't show up yesterday. He wanted a no show. Imagine a world with this man so fucking fed up with wrestling and smart marks, and the whole fucking industry all over again. I want to get the fuck out of here. This is toxic. I'm done. I'm done. Get me out of this. I can't wait till September 5th. I need to get this belt off now and walk away. And what if Tony Khan said, give me a week. Give me a week right. and, 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 and do the job gracefully to Moxley, and you're free. You're free to go. So, so he did a breath. He said, anywhere except Canada. Anywhere except Calgary, except Tony said, Tony said, okay, and he meant it. I also, I mean, I, I don't know if I said it or not. I, I, one of them. 
really does look like CM Punk is still limping a bit. Like, I'm not sure, like, his foot has fully healed. Maybe it never will. I mean, he's 43. He suffered a lot of damage. There's a lot of bones there. So I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if all of this noise about Hangman Page, if it was projection, that he's limping around and Tony's like, listen, I love you. I want to bring you back. You are my dream. But you're 43 and your health. You know, your performance hasn't been great. And, you know, the honeymoon is over. Uh, so I want to take this title off you. And he's like, not in Chicago, dude. He's like, OK, how about we do this? Um, and I, and this, I'm starting to think that this is what's going on, Jeff. I think that next week you're going to see the, the AEW version of the Montreal Screwjob. I think they're going to copy the, the end bit by bit. They're going to take the title away from CM Punk. He's going to throw a fit and then get the fuck out of here. Well, let's game this out. So let's say sure. that, that that's exactly right. So the the obvious thing is, is that you give MJF whatever he wants, all the money you were going to give to CM Punk, you now give that to MJF. You make him happy. He comes back. Seems like it was work all the time. Yay, Booker of the Year is preserved. That's option one. Number two, you go to New Japan and you go, okay, listen, Okada just won the G1. He's a huge star. 25,000 you and 25,000 him. Let Okada come over, you know, help me out this one time. Uh, like what, what other, what, what other options are you have MJF as option one, you have Okada or someone like that as option. There's no one like that. There's Okada uh, as, as option two. What other options are you? You going to throw a hangman page against Moxley? No, you've got Jericho and Danielson uh, aiming for who matches. It looks like it's going to happen all out. Is 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 that where you're going to go with it? I mean, who is it? Are you going to make it Ring of Honor champion versus you know Black Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club? Uh, Claudio versus Moxley again, face versus face. Which, by the way, is supposed to be what the Punk Moxley dynamic is like, sort of face versus sort of face. I mean. What do you do? What 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 main event possibly substitutes Moxley versus Punk at all out? I think the only option they have MJF. MJF is going to save the day. He's going to show up next week at the end and get into Moxley's face and then Moxley's going to do the job at all out. And then Chicago fans, you just said it yourself. Chicago fans are going to be happy with the fact that CM Punk does a job in in Chicago. They might CM Punk, you just said this a couple minutes ago before I I pitched the idea of CM Punk quitting. If if CM Punk ends next week, and let's say that the new main event for All Out is MJF versus AEW champion, CM Punk, John Moxley, let's say it's CM Punk. CM Punk is going to be the face, and MJF is going to be the heel. But if MJF wins, the AEW fans are going to revel that. They're going to say, this is amazing. He's You deserve it. But it'll be an easier pill to swallow if it's Moxley doing the job instead of Punk. They, and yeah. So business-wise, it doesn't make any sense either, right? So, like, this is what's got me thinking that it is Punk wanting to get the fuck out of Dodge. They already sold out Chicago, Sears Center, Hoffman Estates, wherever they're doing this fucking show. They don't they don't need to sell any more tickets to so it's not about filling the arena. What's the best match that's gonna fill the arena? It's about the best match that's going to sell pay-per-view tickets. Pay-per-view well, so buys. 
That's always been the more important thing. Right. Well, that's the second priority as sometimes the first priority, but um, now that they sold out the show, it's become the first priority. So what's this build CM Punk versus Moxley. A lot of people were excited about it. They, they I, I, I hear a lot of people saying, Oh, this is probably the best. Again, they love fucking throwing this, the best, the best card ever. Every card is the best card ever. All wrestling does that. It's the biggest WrestleMania of all time. I mean, of course, you hype things. It's a hype company. You're right, but we all know that nothing's better than WrestleMania 3 and Hillbilly Jim versus King Kong Bundy. (laughs) So, I think Punk wants to get the fuck out of Dodge. And he's going to drop this belt next week. And then he's going to... MJF's going to come in and save the day. And sayonara cm punk go take a mental health year two year century who nobody gives a fuck get out of here the return is over he's 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 damaged his 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 credibility in all of professional wrestling and he'll never come back or he's validated my opinion of him but same same thing right in in my little game planning there you know whose name never popped into my head as as someone who'd be a big enough name to go into a title match kenny omega I was going to mention Kenny Omega when you were tossing out names, but Kenny, I don't know if, again, I guess we'll get into Kenny's return. Um, and when we do the dynamite review, but. Well, I think we're doing it. <laughs> he comes Probably right. So he's, he comes back. He's a little gimpy. Is it the story? Is it like, we don't know. It's all smoke and mirrors right now. It's all might be a work half work. He was definitely rusty, though. I mean, and and the teamwork wasn't there. The speed wasn't there. The crispness wasn't there. You know, he could still do a V-trigger and then the Snapdragons when he wants to. But, I mean, he was off. Now, whether selling the injuries was was real or overacting or a combination of both, we don't know. But, I mean, there was definitely ring rust. Right. So, sure. But you got guys that are lying in wait. You could easily put the strap on Jericho. Daniel Bryan hasn't had a, the strap, so you can easily put it on him. Cesaro, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on Cesaro yet. He's the ROH champion. Uh, let Stay over there. There's nobody else on this card that's been built to be the new AEW champion, with the exception of probably Wardlow. Well, but so, I mean, the, the booking of Wardlow for that title has been nothing but bad. You're right. I mean, they've got him and now FTR two in this throwaway trios match, which is meaningless at all. Wow, he's not even defending his TNT title, and they're not even defending their all of their titles. They've got three sets of belts, they're not defending one of them <laughs> against against Sanjay Dutt, who you know is the one who's going to get the pin. Jay Lethal. I'm saying, I mean. I mean, I guess the only reason for this, I mean, I don't know, is that Satnam Singh can't be in a match by himself, but they want to have Wardlow and Satnam Singh sort of redo the Andre Hogan spot where mm-hmm. uh, where he body slams him, um, but they also want to protect it. But still, I mean, this is a match they could have put on Rampage. Whatever. I mean, the funny thing is before the night was over, the, the, the only two matches that were set for All Out – uh, before Dynamite aired was Punk and Moxley, which is now very much unset, and the trios tournament conclusion. Now they added this this other trios match, which is not the trios tournament. 
They added a Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa after Tony Storm had a throwaway match with Kylan King and Jungle Boy versus Christian. And it looks like Jericho versus Brian, though I guess that may be in doubt as well. Um, yeah, no, no, th- those are the two matches that I think are confirmed. Is is anything Locked. confirmed anymore? Um, you know, I mean, if 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 you're right and the agreement was Punk drops the belt next week, I think it's in Cleveland on Dynamite, um, which by the way is sort of close to Moxley's hometown. So you know that that might be, you know, a cocaine substitute for for tony khan you know that kind of feeling um listen i know one thing i'm watching dynamite next week i was going to watch it anyway but i I mean but i but i'm i'm intrigued i mean i'll be thinking about this all week long that's that's for sure so that's that was my my relation to the cm punk and moxley thing is we saw them pull out all the stops we for this past dynamite right we saw hey uh Daniel Bryan was going to fight in a match with Daniel Garcia and Ricky Steamboat was there. Blood, everyone blood. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat was there, all the House of Dragon. By the way, it's so funny how many people are like, House of Dragon wouldn't have sponsored this show if they didn't believe in AEW. The fuck? (laughs) It's a Warner's Brothers property. It's the biggest investment that HBO has made in years on, on, on TV. Every everything on the entire Discovery Warner Brothers platform was going to be tied to House of Dragon this week. They, they didn't pay them. They told them to do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You had all the stops pulled for this episode of Dynamite. You, rumors about Omega coming back, uh, CM Punk, Moxley, all this shit. And you still, you lost fucking ratings. You yeah. lost. So... Listen, you know, I'm pretty sure that I'm the only person on, on earth who thought Kenny Omega wasn't coming. Remember, I had my elaborate prediction. I even I even I even said to you that you could pick like two ants jousting on on locust back and you'd win if my entire scenario didn't happen. And none of my no part of my scenario occurred. No, no, none of it. <laughs> no, there, there was no red dragon, there was no beatdown, there was no hangman page substitution, nothing. None of, no part of it happened. So, <laughs> so Jeff, the, the real question is like will casuals tune in or will those no five hundred thousand no. viewers that no. they lost no at, no. When CM Punk came back, are they going to come back? Like, I, I I, was wrestling with this today. Like, I haven't watched AEW Dynamite in, I want to say, three months. I've not sat down and watched a whole episode in about three months. I didn't even watch this past Wednesday's episode. I just saw the clips of everything. And I feel like I caught up. But I didn't need to watch it. And I'm like, this has intrigued me enough. Will I sit down and watch AEW Dynamite next week? And at first I go, I think I'm intrigued. Watch it. But then again, I can't stand Tony Khan and this garbage fucking wrestling. And I'm still going to not watch because I'm not going to be a part of if they do break a million. I don't want to be a part of it. I just don't think that it's bigger than blood and guts. And I don't think it's bigger than the barbed wire death match everywhere match. I mean, I think they've run out of gimmicks and is this big? Yeah. But if, if punk was such a draw, people would already be here. So, I mean, what's this, the, the, the anticipation that MGF might be returning, which, you know, is all fan fiction. It's all, well, it's fan wishing, which is fine. Like I, I fantasy book 
as much or more than everyone. So I, you know, I understand the temptation, but there's there's no signs. There's you know, there's been no reports about lawyers talking or the sides even meeting or whatever uh, about that. And no one's that good at keeping secret. Everyone but me knew Kenny Omega was coming back, and I sort of knew Kenny Omega was coming back. I just didn't want to believe it. I just want to be the one contrarian in case I got it right. Um, I don't know. Okay, will will they get up five hundred thousand? No. Can they break a million and get back to like the ten zero two three or one million twenty three thousand? Sure, possibly. Will they get up to one point one? No. This 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 whole hour was Punk and Moxley, except for that bizarre exchange about Hangman Page, and basically the Jericho Appreciation Society against the um, Blackpool Combat Club, which also involves Moxley and Jericho and then, you know, other people as well, including Mm -hmm. Daniel Garcia, who may have turned. Um, I don't know. The the answer is I don't think so. I think the 1023 is that that, that's the windmill. Um, So is is 1023 much better than 972 and 957? No, I, I I think they've I think they've hit their peak with all these gimmicks and you know i guess as long as you can keep doing these gimmicks you can stay over nine for a while until you know people lose interest because that's what happens with tv shows you people lose interest they don't gain interest for the most part so it would take something really big for to change it and by really big i don't mean cm punk loses on tv i mean like roman reigns comes to AEW. you mean effie effie and a, and a dildo I don't mean that, but that's an interesting take. That's an interesting point, Steve. Let's see how it works out. <laughs> Is there any truth to Mox versus Nick Gage in a career match? What makes you think I would fucking know that answer? What makes you think that I would follow garbage wrestling enough to to, to know the answer to that? Your hate of Moxley? I can't stand that fucking guy. And I can't believe that I'm, I'm invested enough in this match that I'm, I am I I hate CM Punk, I hate John Moxley, but I also don't know who to pick here. I I, don't, I just I don't I don't want to see CM Punk. I don't want to see Moxley. You know what would be great in this match is if the ring exploded for real, and then everybody wins. Okay, everybody wins. All right. Well, I think we beat this one to death. Uh, Ending with you wishing death. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure where else we can take that. Uh, I guess, you know, we can finish up with Dynamite, right? I mean, you had... Uh... Yeah, let's finish up with Dynamite. So let's talk about... Um, th- we already talked about the questionable all-out card, so we don't need to do that. But Kylan King, she ain't it. Um, real quick about Thunder Rosa. But well, Tony Storm changed her finisher. So she must be listening to all the podcasters, including us, who said that finisher is a weak sauce. And she and, and her hip, and her hip attack. She gave it a name: the Sweet Cheeks music. Mm. Do you think that she's that objectifying has to do herself? Do you think that that has to do with her derriere? I, it, it is, of, of course. I mean, of course it does. Let me talk to you about this match that's supposed to be happening at All Out. They haven't, I guess, made it official by now. Thunder Rosa versus. Th- um, it is official. It is. They didn't make it official. Thank you. Okay, so Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Title. Is there any reason that Thunder Rosa should should win this match? Like she's got to lose this this title. She's this this title's lost a lot of steam. I, I think I think the whole division has lost steam 
permanently. I know a lot of times I say get rid of the women's division, but I mean, I get rid of the women's division. There's only two women there that anybody has any investment in. One is Britt Baker. The other is Jade Cargill. Um, but but the, the fans really went like, I feel like this is Liv Morgan 2.0, um, except Thunder it's Rose 1.0. is a better wrestler. It's, it's Thunder Rosa is a better wrestler, but there was behind Thunder Rosa as she was chasing for the title. Then she gets the title and Unlike Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan is still booked on SmackDown, but she's getting booed the fuck out of the building. Thunder Rosa can't get booked. And well, she's, she's golf clap. And she's gone cold. She was so wearing a black hat. Jim Ross liked her hat. Of course, Jim Ross is just trying to get into them drawers. Yeah, Jim Ross was wild. Anyone who didn't watch Dynamite, you should watch it just to listen to Jim Ross's commentary. First of all, it seemed like he was drunk. He didn't know what was going on. He was like all over the place. He forgot Moxley's name. I mean, it was it was all sort. Then he pretended he was really into something that you didn't want to miss something, even though he didn't know what it was like four seconds earlier. It, it was wild. I, I know I'm not saying anything specific right now, which is not great radio, but uh, you're right. Th- Thunder Rosa, her her title reign has been. Worse than Adam Page's, uh, and it's too early to tell on on Liv. So I mean, you know, Liv, it's still only two or three weeks into it. So who knows? But yeah, Thunder Rosa. I mean, is it on Thunder Rosa or is it on Tony Khan? Well, I mean, some of it is always on the wrestler, but it's on Tony Khan. I mean, Thunder Rosa could have been wrestling people. She could have been in matches, and I, I don't understand why they're so intent on on doing face versus face match until yesterday both cm punk and john moxley were faces uh, it, until yesterday and still today uh tony storm and thunder rose are both faces i mean how, how many of these were both faces we respect each other we're gonna fight or we're faces we don't respect each other we're, we're gonna fight matches do you have and then you got punk challenging another face adam page and making him look it, it it's just weird i mean as goofy and hokey as the Christian, which is one of my least favorite stories on, on AEW, and one of my, the, a match I'm not interested in at in all, it's very clear who the heel is. It's very clear who the face is. The story is clear as day. I mean, you know, that that's traditional wrestling story. We, we know what's going on there. Um, I think it's a little weird that your tag team champions are going to, you know, are in the trios tournament. Um, we don't have a match yet with the tag team champions. I'm sure they'll throw something together, but the whole thing is they've been facing unranked teams. Now private party is ranked number five. So in your face, uh, but who, who's now, who's, who's going to be the contenders? I mean, what are they going to do? Have a tag team battle Royal and then they face the winner of that. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's weird. I mean, and, and they have the ease of all this, all these ring of honor title holders. So they could at least have been building up stories there as their fallbacks. You know, we don't know what else to do, but we have five titles here. We can defend. Nope. Not, not even talked about barely mentioned. So we, it's a weird card. I mean, it without a doubt, it's a weird card. Like it's supposed to be all out. And I, I think the only all of it is let's put all these guys in random matches. Like I feel like there's more trios matches and singles matches at this point well the trap that i see and listen i don't know if this is at all the case or not but the fantasy booking is mjf coming back right that's that's the big intrigue so the intrigue would be if mjf was coming back mjf has to come out next week so now Mm -hmm. him coming back 
that surprise, that anticipation, which does does get people to separate themselves from fifty dollars, uh, is gone. Um, so a lot of people might be happy enough to wait to the to, you know YouTube or whatever because the the anticipation is gone. There's no other huge free agents out there to debut. Um, you've already done Forbidden Door and had everyone from New Japan there who got polite reactions to no reactions and a couple of big reactions, but it's not like, you know, the, the first time is always the first time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is supposed to be their Super Bowl, and it, it feels like it's like, what's the opposite of the perfect storm and imperfect storm? I don't know. <laughs> a calm bay? It, I mean, it's not calm. <laughs> It, it, this is like one of those storms where the waves are going in both directions and they're just hitting each other. It's not even like the storm that's going to destroy other things. It's like it, it seems to be finding itself. It's a wave pool. Well, wave pools are lovely. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I, it's like the choppy seas where I, I don't know. It just it just feel it it feels without direction, driftless. Yes, this is driftless. You're absolutely right. Um, that the uh, the paper is driftless, which is weird because this company seems seemed to know where it was going a few weeks ago. Even if it was at high speed, I mean, they they rush all sorts of angles. I mean, you know, the, the Billy Gunn turned on the Gun Club, then he reunited with the Gun Club, then the Gun Club turned on him, and then he uh, you know re- reunites with the acclaimed, even though he, they they threw his kids through a dumpster, and then he betrayed them. Uh, but they're all friends again, and and this is weird. Uh, and then you have Roosh and Andrade turn on Roosh's brother, Dragon Lee, in the in the final four seconds of, of the card last night because they were out of time. I mean, I guess that's a story now, but Dragon Lee hasn't been on AEW television enough for anyone to give two rats asses. Fra- frankly, neither has Roosh. I mean, wh- why would anyone care at this point? It's it, it's too soon, but they, you know, they did that. I mean, the only turn last night that I think AEW diehards would be invested in is Daniel appreciation society but a i don't care about daniel garcia b you know basically they you know targeted from the beginning that he'd be the you know the the defector to the blackpool combat club and just what they need a another you you have boring wheeler uter and then boring daniel garcia along with you know charisma cesaro um, we don't even know if that that that's a swerve that has actually happened like it could all be a word and it just swerve again it's at, at the pay-per-view it could be, but I think it's going to even up the sides because they had to put Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti and Anna Jay back with Jericho. So Jericho now has five guys. Having six guys is too many. So now it's five. Even though JS and Blackpool Combat Club have had three blow-off matches already, they're still they still seem to be intertangled with each other and with the Kingston group, even though no one from the Kingston group was on TV tonight. So, it's I mean, you know, how, how's the Black? I mean, I guess that's sort of a telling you that they're going to be in the trio's finals, as they should be. But, you know, Malachi Black is one of those guys who could pick up slack. I, I don't, don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to be in the trio's finals. Where, I think, where's Miro? I, I think you're going to find the Dark Order versus the Bucks and Omega. I think that's oh, the story. Oh, that, that's even worse. I mean, my worst fear is that, that because Tony has a has a best friends, that he's going to reward them with titles. No, I mean, that could very well happen, too. But I think the story that's being built is the Young Bucks asked Paige for assistance. 
he said, no, I'm going to stay with my buddies. And in, you know, I'm just going to be in their corner. But I think Evil Uno is going to get injured and Hangman's going to have the match. And it's going to be Dark Order with Hangman Page as the third versus well, two of their guys need to get injured because there's still four of them. Yeah, but they're not going to pick fucking who. Uh, what's his name? Floppo and Ten? the other guy. Oh, didn't the he only get one, released? The only one that looks like a real man? Ten, didn't 10 get released? I could have sworn. No, I, five got released. Who? Five? Alan Angels, yeah. And two, Stu Grayson. Who? Oh, my God. This all Evil, of, evil all Dose of, defeated Dose. Oh, Jesus Christ. All of them should be fucking released. Yes, they all should be released. But, uh, yeah, but John Silver and Alex Reynolds will, you know, would be there. Listen, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be them anyway. But, you know, I, I think, I still think that Red Dragon somehow costs the young bucks, you know, and Adam Cole with Kenny Omega because they, they're dying to do the Civil War. I mean, and that may low key be the thing that's been. Because those, you know, those guys are theoretically on their top card. But anyway, um, so I, I do think Best Friends House of Black is it's too early to do predictions. But right now, that's that's where I see things going. Right. All right. Well, we'll we'll reconvene our predictions next next week. Um, or two weeks. I think we have two weeks for this thing. Yeah. I want to go back to this odd ending of AEW Dynamite with Omega and. Andrade, Andrade, who looked like he was. But before we do that, okay, can we can we can we can we talk about how how Jungle Boy says, "I'm so mad." When as soon as I see Christian Cage, I'm going to kick his ass, and then Christian Cage is like talking for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did notice that, but I, I was just like, "Whatever." This is just okay. typical. Yeah, you're right. Bullshit. Yeah, I I I I wanted to talk about that because I think that Andrade hurt his left arm. I, I mean, he was like, a, he was noticeably favoring and protecting his left arm. He was right. And not only that, but like I was watching, I looked at this card on paper and I said, this match on paper and I go, here's a chance, you know, Andrade's liking messages about criticizing AEW booking. They haven't done shit with them, but here's an honest chance to push Andrade Dragon Lee and Roosh yeah. to some sort of prominence to, to be taken seriously, right? And you, we said this a couple weeks ago when I said this is the trajectory they're going to get fucking buried by the Bucks. They get buried before they even fucking walk in because what do they go up against? Omega's return. So now mm-hmm. they're all you know they're not going to fucking win. They're all and and what do they do at the end? They they desecrate another luchador mask, and whether that was on purpose or not, I don't know. But th- yes, I, I, you saw Andrade undoing on, on, on loosening the strings. But Jeff, why why have this schmas at the end between Andrade and and Dragon Lee? When no, no, no idea. This, this should this could have been, been Omega, right? And and this should have been built for a few weeks to be a major story on a dynamite or a rampage. And then you can have a grudge. You could, I mean, it's too soon to do grudge match and all out, but you know, what are they going to have brother versus brother on, on there now? I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if Roosh and Dragon Lee are under formal contracts with AEW, but Andrade, if he is actually hurt and there's been no report as of today, but it looked like he 
separate a shoulder or, or tore a bicep or something. I mean, that's why it took him so long to do all the moves and to uh, uh, loosen the strings on the luchador mask because he was only using one arm. Um, and I'm also not sure about Omega's health. He did not look right. Uh, and I'm not sure he's that good a physical actor to, to fake all of it. Uh, he, I mean, he was clearly winded. He, he had trouble setting up um, his finisher. Uh, and him and Dragon Lee spent too much time congratulating each other and seeing if each other were okay after the that dangerous Tope Suicida. And then when uh, when Dragon Lee took the... Jeff, that spot was the only thing that people were talking about in this entire match about Andrade's crew. Was that, that Tope Suicida, which was a, a, a hybrid, uh, what is it, a flying Terminator or whatever the fuck Omega calls that match, that move. It, he launches himself and then overshoots Omega in the first row of the audience. And, and I think he drop kicked the kid. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it, everybody was like, this is awesome. And it's like, okay, tell me who did the move. Because you can't. It, 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 nobody gave a fuck. So what good are all these fucking moves if, if it doesn't mean anything? It doesn't lead to anything. Roosh ain't going to be a fucking champion in AEW. Andrade certainly isn't. And neither is Dragon Lee. Why do I give a fuck? Why do I give a fuck? Well, you shouldn't give a fuck because if you're not someone who watched Ring of Honor for the last several years, you would have no investment in Roosh or Dragon Lee. And if, if you, you know, and if you didn't follow CMLL or what or whatever, you you wouldn't know that Andrade and Roosh were doing LFI before uh, Los Ingobernables de Japan existed. You know, you wouldn't. That's right. I I agree for like any regular wrestling fan that I guess is not Latino, but like I can at least look at them and go, okay, these guys look like me, so maybe I want this guy to win. <laughs> like, I, I I when we get to Heat Wave, I'll I'll talk about this with Santos Escobar. Like, I've never watched a full Santos Escobar match, but I was rooting for him because I'm like, eh, this guy's got a lot of you know, you know, uh, hype around him in the main roster let me take a look at what this guy looks like i was rooting for him but he lost he had latino heat that's right i mean i was also looking at what's the valet's name um electra lopez electra lopez right trixie lopez whatever <laughs> i don't know man i i just i can't give a fuck about andrade and i i andrade if you're listening i'm sorry man i really want to give a fuck about you but like listen at this point in time the is all these pictures with him and Charlotte on the beach. That's all. Well, meanwhile, the, the, the funny thing is Andrade might be hurt, but he's in this story where they turn on Dragon Lee. But his other story should be that he still has Butcher and Blade and Private Party, and he has Private Party in a title match to get the tag team title. That should be what his focus is now. But they have him in two competing stories, uh, you know, and nobody in the world believes the private party is going to win those titles. But you would expect that, that then Andrade would turn on private party. And so then you'd have a butcher and blade versus private party low card feud, but that Andrade would be involved in that, or maybe Andrade and Roosh, or maybe Andrade, Roosh and Dragon Lee. But now who knows? And if Andrade's hurt, I mean, who knows about, about any of it? Um, it, it, it? I mean, if if you think about it, and and 
I liked Dynamite this week. Like, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, no, you didn't. Uh, I mean, and and they tried to put less in it than they normally did. It was still too much. I mean, three turns in one two-hour show is too many. Um, but, uh, you know, the logic of AEW is that there is none. And that's why I like NXT, because it's simple and it generally makes sense. And when it doesn't make sense, you know why. And the reason is because they're experimenting with characters. Um, so it's easy. It's easy to, to digest. And, the, and the, the fear, I think, not that WWE is going to get so great, but they'll just start making sense. You know, when they advertise matches, they'll have matches. There'll be stories. Things will make sense. Storylines will be developed. It'll be regular wrestling stories. And if the wrestling improves also, which it has, because the wrestlers seem to have more freedom to do their thing. Um, you know, at, at, at some point thinking about a wrestling show shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't make my head. I mean, this end game is about as complicated as I want my entertainment to be like inception gave me a bit of a head, headache tenant, which you loved. I, I thought that, I mean, was even was, was like inception. At least I could follow tenant just didn't make any sense. Um, I, I feel like AEW is, is closer to tenant than, than inception, but like, you know, end game is too much, uh, too many plot levels, plot levels for a wrestling show. Like Captain America's Civil, you know, Winter Soldier and Civil War is about as deep as wrestling stories should go. No, Endgame wasn't complicated. With a little, with a little bit of Loki, like WandaVision is too complicated for wrestling. Oh my! <laughs> timelines? No, I. Th- 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 it was Back to the Future complicated. I don't remember Back to the Future. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can't with you. <laughs> Jeff, uh, before we get into the eight, the WWE stuff, yeah, it was um, complicated because, like, you sort of wanted Marty to kiss, kiss his mom. What? And you're like, ooh, Oedipus. That's that's not complicated. That's conflicted. How is confused different than conflicted? No, we're talking about complicated, not not confused. How do you? What are you in my head? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Moxley oh. is confused. Oh, and he's also very complicated, but. Shaft is complicated. Shaft is not complicated. He was just trying to kick ass and, and get broads. Shaft is a very complicated man, and no one understands him but his woman. Hey, listen, shut your fucking mouth. You're talking about Shaft now. Well, I can dig it. Um, I did want to get a couple quick business items out of the way. Last week, I sort of speculated a little bit on copyright laws and, and you know whether or not all of that stuff that we heard was evidence of anything other than, you know, sort of, you know, some of it sounded a little smelly. You, you didn't have a real office, you know, or separate office. You, you didn't have a real telephone number. You didn't have a real email address, uh, things like that, that, that were sketchy. Um, you know, some of the filings seem to be late, which can be discombobulation or incompetence as much as anything else. But the real issue I didn't know about was whether or not having a designated DMCA agent was some sort of big violation. Uh, and I suspected, I opine that it was probably just a technicality and people were making a bigger deal of it than they should have been. And, but I said, I don't really know anything about that. And I asked somebody who did, and they said, yeah, that's a, that's really just to give the providers, the platforms, the YouTubes or the Twitches or the Twitters, someone to go to. It, it has really no relationship on, um, 
whether or not the uh, copyright owner can enforce their rights or not. We have no further information on what Sinclair sold to Ring of Honor acquisitions or not. So, and then the last piece of business was the $5 million uh, from Vince, uh, Vincent Kennedy and McMahon. Pretty much seems like it completed the investigation. So it turns out it wasn't women. It wasn't more NDAs. It wasn't more hush money or anything like that. So it looks like that 14.6 was the, the final total. Um, the 5 million was two payments, one of 4 million, one of 1 million, which were both related to Donald Trump. Uh, one was from 07 and one was from 09. These were payments that Vince made directly to the Trump Foundation. There is that's the tax exempt that the that the AG's office shut down and the and Trump's had to agree to never be involved with charity again or never try because they were defrauding out of the world. Anyway, those those two payments were made by Vince to the Trump Foundation at Trump's request. Uh, they had they had a contract so detailed on the hair versus hair match that Trump even wrote in a clause. I mean, everyone can, can imagine in the Sharpie, uh, now famous for changing the um that he wrote in that nobody could cut his hair even if vince's champion wrestler or trump's champion wrestler died in the ring he still wouldn't get his hair touched um so uh, um and it was also revealed i don't know if i knew this or not but somehow tied to this it came out that when they ran the angle on raw where vince's limo blew up with him in it that trump actually thought that vince was actually killed and and called to make sure he was okay (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and then a few years later, he made presents. So anyway, those payments were his for his appearances at WrestleManias. Um, So nobody. Well, Vince didn't do anything wrong. WWE didn't do anything wrong, except that Vince may or may not have tried to take these personal deductions. I don't know. It doesn't even matter that that's that's not an issue. Whether Trump directed the money wrongly, I mean. They say, give money to my foundation, I'll do this. So there's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with what Trump did either. Here's the problem. It's it's the same as Vince Payne, the ND, the hush money. It was he's a majority shareholder. It's for the benefit of the company. And because of that, it has to be reported as an expense, even though the company didn't incur the expense directly. Again, it's uh, it's a rule that is so that a wealthy owner cannot prop up a failing publicly traded stock. Um, so that's what that's about. Um, Vince is paying money back on a on a on a plan. Uh, I think he's paid something like one point one million so far. He's paid two or two point two million this year. Another one point one million, and I'm sure it'll be over the course of the next five to ten years. I'm not sure if he has to pay back this five million dollars or it's just initial fourteen point six. But those were the little business tidbits that I wanted to get out of the way early, or I, lest I'd forget them. Well, thank you for doing that. Um... That it's more scandalous to pay Trump or pay off women. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, I'm still gonna go with the women. Um, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the women. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, thank you for uh, knocking out that little bit of uh, housekeeping out of the way. No, a lot of a lot of feedback came in uh, in the mailbag this week about um uh, fans really like it when you tell me to shut the fuck up i really like saying it too uh yeah i saw that there was there was a lot of feedback 
Um, unfortunately, I don't know how to access the mailbag, so uh, I can't see it. But it's fine. I like being surprised by his little things. But yeah, but but yeah, Drew was, was kind enough to uh, post on Twitter and on his Facebook. I did say with all due respect. I mean, I think that I think I timed it properly that it was it was comedic and not vitriolic. No, I didn't. I didn't get offended by it. I thought it was hilarious, but I just well, your, well, your laughter indicated that you did understand it to be comedic. Of course, of course. I I I know you well enough to know that you didn't mean any um, harm by it. Um, Jeff, I want to also mention this comment. This is from uh, one of our listeners. His name is uh, Stephen M. What's up, Stephen M? Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. May or may not be from a city in Italy. He said, right, thank you. He said, another splendid episode, as always, and I fully agree with Jeff. This guy's great. He's brilliant. That Camille truly needs to be in NXT WWE. She's fully accomplished everything that she wanted in NWA, and she needs to move onward with her career and stay far away from MLW, ROH, Impact, AW. He doesn't really say this, but I know what he's about to say, and that garbage championship wrestling. And as far as Karrion Cross goes, he should wisely take his time in building up his WWE career. Just Plate should take his time with the return of NXT and WWE's numerous release stars as Cross has got the potential in having future matches with the likes of both Steve Austin and The Rock when they decide to make special returns. Um, Your thoughts on Steve's comments here. How do I disagree with someone who said such nice things about me? So, yep. Okay. Listen, I think Triple H's plan is to start the surprises and he's already slowed down. I mean, you, you had three weeks with three returns. Uh, I mean, you know, hit row is three people. Scarlet comes with carrying cross, but three acts return. Um, but there was no return this week, unless you think that the hand on raw with the glove was somebody else who I do. Um, but it, it's definitely slowed down, but then on NXT, it picked up, but for a very different reason, they shut down NXT UK. And I think some of the wrestlers who agreed to come over, periods of time they kept and uh you know i'm sure a lot of these nxc uk wrestlers will be picked up again in a year when they form nxc europe um and beyond but you know i don't know so we had a bunch of uh debuts i suppose on nxt uh heatwave from nxt uk um but yeah no i i agree with him and you know i'm not even sure that the you know i don't think it's just the released by WWE. I think that there might be, you know, I, I think he's going to try to do something out of left field, some sort of uh, indie swerve, indie talent. And I think Camille is one of them. I mean, there's, you know, Chelsea Green is on impact, but she she's a free agent. Um, so there it is. Another week, another wrestler uh, no longer officially with impact. I mean, not that Chelsea Green is a mover or a shaker, but she's perfectly good. Um, and she's married to Matt Cardona. So, you know, he's been him to come back when he's healthy he says he's he's getting there it's been probably about five or six months since she got injured so he's in that window where he should be doing more rehab than uh recovery um but there might be other people i mean nwa is a disaster still there's no you know i sadly still watch nwa it's getting even harder to watch but my bill to this and i know you don't think he's a big deal but 
they're still not mentioning anything about Nick Aldis. Um, I mean, he's basically been the human symbol of NWA for the last seven years. Um, and there's probably others. There's, there's, you know, there's, you know, uh, big Cass is out there as a free agent. Uh, Enzo last I heard was working with MLW. They have very few people under extended contracts. Bandito is still free. If you can't get Dragon Lee, Bandito is probably the best luchador out there. Um, Yep. There's a lot of wrestlers out there. Like people, like I, I was on with uh, Jimmy T doing the uh, the Raw Review Show Machismo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is Lashley like in your top five? I'm like, no, but I think he's in my top 75. Uh, and, and he's like saying like, I'm disrespecting. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like there's probably been at least 10,000 wrestlers like in the modern era of professional wrestling. To put someone in, in the top 100 is not an insult. That's, that's like in the top 0.1%. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta be kidding me like you know I, I didn't start naming people but I'm like where do you want me to stop counting I remember I had this fight with somebody about Samoa Joe on the internet that I said you know he might be in my top 100 and you're like you're crazy he's an all time great I'm like yes he is an all time great that's why I would put him in my top 100 I mean and then I started <laughs> I think that that was an argument when we were doing um, we were doing an episode on where does Samoa Joe land and you exactly uh, yeah you know, start thinking about the all-time greats. T- t- tell me when I should stop and put Samoa Joe in front of AJ Styles or Bruno San Martino or Lou Fez or, you know, Nikita Koloff or, you know, or Lex Luger or Sting or uh, Shawn Michaels or Kurt Henning or Rick Rude, Scott Hall. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Ricky, Dr- Iron, Ricky Steamboat. You know? Iron, Mark, Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> uh, great heel. I mean, you know, it's, there's, there's been a lot of wrestlers and, you know, they probably haven't that many with staying power. Anyway, um, I don't even know what got me started in this, but I think that he I think that he's going to pluck a few people from the, the mid majors, so to speak. And I know that there was a story this week that, you know, that Takesh just said, I'm not interested in WWE. Well, what else is he going to say? Right. He's under contract with DDT. He's been doing work for a some other companies he's probably enjoying his stuff but if wwe called him sure he'd be happy to answer once his contract was up but he's smart enough to know you don't speak out of school um they, they train them well in japan fuck takashita man wwe doesn't want him get the fuck out of here nobody was calling your name motherfucker. they should he's great he's gonna be great nah, 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 nah. he's trash get out of here you're trash you, i'm trash no, right. you you're sadly mistaken here. Listen, you That's brought up uh, NXT. You brought up NXT UK turning into NXT Europe, and all yeah. of these releases and these guys are now Blair Davenport is now showing up on NXT. I'm sure, um, it's not Blair Underwood. Uh, I might have to double check, but oh. certainly she doesn't look like Blair Underwood. Um, it, we got Gallahorse showing up. Was it Gallahorse? Gallus. Haggis, Gallops, I don't know. Why, why, why does one of them look like the like Phineas Godwin? What what is Phineas they, Godwin they, back? They all look like Killian Dane and Drake Maverick to me. They what? Why do I care about these guys? They they showed up on on NXT Heatwave and like beat up Diamond Mind. And first I, off, I, these Creed brothers, I could give a fuck. I feel like this guy is trying way too hard on the mic. Um, what's the one? The the not not the brut the brutish looking one. The other one, not brutish. It looks like. Julius. Is Julius the one that looks like a Backstreet Boy? One is Julius, one is Brutus. 
what the other one Brutus brother Bruti is he brother oh he's brother Bruti got it I get it it's it's Julius Julius like orange Julius like orange Julius like Julius Caesar well listen this guy they should put they need somebody that has Mike skills with these Creed brothers because not, not Roddy Strong for for fun no hell no no they no. need somebody with a mic to just hold the mic for these guys well they had someone he left and he and he left wrestling for seven minutes <laughs> by the way stokely hathaway recruited the gun club the ass boys and lest i also remind you that this was another week without ethan page on tv and i will remind you that ethan page came on tv two weeks in a row saying he's never on tv hired Stokely Hathaway for the sole purpose of putting him on TV. And we haven't seen him on meaningful TV or TV at all since. <laughs> so a little bit of an aside there. Now seeing these NXT UK guys made me think of one thing and one thing only. And that is why did they keep NXT UK in business this long? Yeah. I love everybody when, when these releases happen and uh, you know, while it's unfortunate that some people lost their jobs, I just want to criticize the fans, the supposed fans, the ones that are like, oh, man, I'm going to really miss NXT UK. No, no you're not. You, didn't, you never stop. You never watch the shit. Stop it. Stop never. with this bullshit. I'm really going to miss Gallagher. What is it? Gallahorse. I'm going to miss Gallahorse. Gallus. What does Gallus mean? Whatever. And no, I mean, no I mean, Gallus? Nobody, nobody like J.D. McDonough. Nobody cares about Nathan Fraser, who always hurt. Nobody cares about, nobody cared about a kid, now Axiom. Nobody cares about these these people. I mean, some people seem to like Alba Fire. Okay. I like Alba Fire. I like Kaylee Ray. Oh, yeah, Alba Fire. I mean, Alba Fire, you know, in my fancy booking, I'm putting her up with Dewdrop and and, uh, Nikki Ash to make a, to turn them serious and make like the Scottish harpies, you know, just to (laughs) show the Vikings how to really bike. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, of course, nobody likes it when a bunch of people lose their job. But isn't the complaint that that NXT UK only existed to destroy the British indie scene? Well, I guess the British indie scene just got replenished. Right. So all these people. Scene, and it'll be vibrant and grow again. Um, but the the news out of this, I mean, this all started with a bunch of rumors and really none of it matters anymore because the the it's a fait accompli. But on the same day as All Out and the same weekend as Clash of the Castle, um, NXT Worlds Collide will be at 4 p.m. Eastern time on the same day as All Out. Um for it'll be over before All Out starts. So you don't have to make a choice, but it's going to be a long day of wrestling, but it's going to be and what remains of NXT UK versus NXT Prime, I guess I'll call it. And I think all of the NXT UK titles are going to be just renamed the NXT European titles down the line. I don't think that's going to be happening now. Um, but actually, I mean, long term, I think it's a good move because uh, Europe's a big continent and the UK is just one country there. That's right. I think it works out well. I mean, it can be Gunter. No, I don't think that's happening. But, um, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that, that many of these wrestlers, if they were able to be signed by WWE NXT, that, that you know, they didn't, they wouldn't also work for promotions in France and Germany and, you know, whatever, Poland, where, wherever you go when there's not a war. Um, you go to Amsterdam. 
You can go to Amsterdam. You can go to Amsterdam. Exactly right. Sure. That's right. It's all good. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's all good. Um, I guess I should have mentioned that, that, uh, top, that uh, uh, what's the hit row? Top dollar, Shante Adon- the Adonis and BFAB all came back as sort of a surprise, uh, you know, That's as an right. act. So that was, that was good to see. I mean, it was nice to see them. Jeff, do you think that this was, um, you know, Tony Khan is so scared about Hit Row and Top Dollar coming back that this is why he had to uh, pull the trigger and have Moxley versus. <laughs> it was all because of Hit Row? It was all because, no, ju- not even just Hit Row, just Top Dollar. Just Top Dollar? Well, he is Top Dollar, so yeah. And I mean, He's you can't really. Shit, guys. Uh, we got to get uh, Moxley. You know what, Steve? Punk now. I didn't know, but now I know. There you go. There you go. That's that's what it's all about. Jeff, we also got uh, some news about contract tampering since we're both talking about half AW and half W. Rumors swirled earlier this week about uh, an AW talent reporting to AEW that someone from WWE reached out to them and said, Hey, we want you to come back right now. That's not what I heard. I heard that someone from WWE reached out and asked them what the status of their contract was. No, 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 no. That's not what Tony wants us to tell tell you. Well, well Tony I don't, I don't pays. Shh, listen, Tony pays us like JD okay. and Sola Monster and 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 SRS. We're trying to get Tony to sponsors. Pay us. Yeah, okay. Shh, on the yeah this show is brought to you by House of the Dragon. <laughs> so um, we need to say anti WWE things. That's how we get over in in the. I'm gonna let you. Play your head explodes. I can't. Okay. I can't even do it with a straight face. Yeah, this this story came and went rather quickly because we don't know who the AW talent is because and, it's absolute well, bullshit. Well, it, it, I mean it. Look, it could just be someone who's really uptight who didn't want to get in trouble. And someone said, hey, what's the status of your contract? That's not contract tampering. Someone saying, oh, you're under contract and try to talk them out of it. And we don't know the status of any aid. We thought we knew <laughs> proved to be not so correct with Cody. And, and we know that there's all sorts of different levels of contract. So, I mean, you know, let, let's just say, for example, it's Buddy Matthews. And I don't know if it was Buddy Matthews or not. Do we know if he's on a contract? Do we know if he's on an exclusive contract? Do we know if he's on beyond a per appearance contract? I mean, he just spent, you know, until two weeks ago, he, he was spending the last three months sort of mostly doing shows in Australia. I mean, we don't know who's really under contract with AEW. So I think it's per- perfectly reasonable for an agent to say, hey, what's your status with AEW? And they say, hey, they have me locked down for another year. Okay, end the conversation. That's not contract tampering. And listen, if I'm AEW, I don't want to talk too much about it because if anyone thinks that they didn't tamper with Jeff Hardy while he was under contract and probably Tony Storm while she was under contract, even if it was after the release period, listen, the person, the, the party that did the release can risk doesn't happen often, but they can. It's still they're still on the contract. They're still getting paid during that, those ninety days. That's still contract tampering, and I and especially with Jeff Hardy. Forget about Tony Storm. With Jeff Hardy, there's definitely there was collusion involved there um, before he sort of uh, drunk his way out of his contract with with WWE. Yeah, I said it. Do, I've been saying do, it all along. Do you, By the way, where's all the concern about Jeff Hardy? Where's the follow up stories? Where's 
twist. I mean, he's been in rehab now for what sixty days. He's not out yet. There's there's no stories, nothing. Je- Jeff, there, there's no story. You want to know why? This man uh, does not. Because Matt Hardy ran out of lies. No, because I, I, Jeff, Trump University is closed, so Matt doesn't know how to lie anymore. Jeff, do you even listen to when I speak? I told you that this of course man. Not. <laughs> I told you that Jeff is scared of Roman Reigns so much that this guy got punched in the back of the head back in January and pulled out of a ring and never saw a WWE ring again. What does that have to do with his loudmouth sister-in-law talking or his dumbass brother talking? Uh, Because he's in fucking hiding from Roman Reigns. This man doesn't want us to be seen because he's afraid that he's going to get popped in the fucking face again. This is not about a DWI. This is about Roman Reigns coming to finish the job. So are you saying that Roman Reigns doesn't show up on Raw and SmackDown, not because he's taking time off, but he's like Roman right. the Bounty Hunter? He's like Dog the Bounty Hunter? That's right. He He's helping us rid it's, the world of garbage. Yeah. Well, now I know why it's called the Bloodline, not the Bloodhound, because he hasn't been very successful. So, all right. Speaking hey, of fantastic you news. You don't know. Brandy, you haven't seen Jeff Hardy. Brandy wrote, well, it's true. Maybe he got rid of him. Um, so in... Sort of strange news around this not, town. This is, not, this is not strange news. This is beautiful news. It's wonderful. Brandy Rose at the Performance Center. And in a, t- not just visiting, in some sort of on-screen talent capacity. This is so exciting. One, because we're going to see Brandy Rhodes in a wrestling ring. She's going to perform. She's going to go after the 24-7 title probably. But more importantly, this means that Cody Rhodes is near a return. She's not going to come back before Cody Rhodes comes back. She's going to yeah. go Rhodes and they're going to work an angle. You don't think that, that she's going to be the spokesperson for the creeds? I mean, she'd do a phenomenal job. She'd be like, amateur night's over. Open mic night's over, bitch. She'd be better than Julius Creed. I want to say one thing about this, this stupid UK attacking the creeds thing when they were all riding in pain in the ring. Remember? Well, you probably don't because you don't watch. I think a couple of weeks ago, Apollo Crews had a vision of them all riding in pain in the ring in, in the same positions. So Apollo Crews's gimmick is that he's, is that he's a good guy who wants to help everyone, but he also has visions into the future. <laughs> he's a shaman. He's a, he's a Nigerian shaman. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I think he's I think he's a reformed Nigerian. I think he, he got that out of his, out of his system. Um, so there's Brand. I love listening. Yeah. I, I don't care if whoever's listening here. I want you guys to. Brandy Rhodes in a, in a wrestling ring is gold. It's money. You're going to see them come back. It's going to be Seth and Becky versus Brandy and Cody. It's going to make money. It's going to be super. I'm excited. Hell, I even hope that they bring that stupid dog with them. What's the dog's name? Snowflake? What's the dog's name? <laughs> Pharaoh. Pharaoh. They're going to bring Pharaoh, and then uh, it's going to uh, force Becky. It's the whole gang. It's going to it's gonna force Becky and, and go find an animal, and then they're going to just, you know, find some stray, which is probably Abyss, and then he's going to be the animal, and they're all going to – it's going to be a trios title match. It's going to be wonderful. Maybe they'll borrow a sub from Rhea. Then maybe they'll borrow Dominic Mysterio. Sub. (laughs) Sub Mysterio. I'm sorry. Sub Mysterio, right? Uh, Very exciting. 
WWE Diva News. Lana, CJ Perry, apparently. Other Diva News. Who is the first Diva? What do you mean, other Diva? Don't tell. Don't. Brandy's not a Diva. Uh, who's the first Diva? Trish Stratus? No, Sonny, Sable. I don't know. Who's the first Diva? Who did Sonny piss off? I don't know, but is it, didn't Trish, Trish Stratus announce she's coming back to WWE? I'm not sure in what capacity, but there was she, that announcement. She's going to work at a couple house shows, apparently. Well, that obviously that means she's going to be on PLEs. That's awesome. That's great. Um, but Lana apparently got into a feud with uh, the world because she was putting down homeless people, basically. And then she doubled down <laughs> saying that she, uh, something about, well, you had a phone to tweet from or you had a device to tweet from. Uh, and then she apologized saying that she was homeless twice, which of course caused me to go on her Wikipedia page and see if that's possible. So, and from 85 to 2005, her life was fully accounted for. No way she was homeless. I mean, most of the time she was either doing missionary work with you know, oh, she was doing missionary you heard it that's right in in, in eastern europe and russia um oh my god All she over? was she was a college cheerleader she was a, also a professional cheerleader she was on various dance squads so and then after that she was apparently in like a music group which released a single oh she was she was a backup dancer in some videos and on some concert tours. She had some bit acting parts. Now it's possible that she was that she had elements of homeless time between two thousand five and in two thousand thirteen. It was confirmed that she was signed to WWE's developmental, which means she probably signed earlier. So there is that eight year window where it's possible that she suffered from um, parts periods of hardship. But it looks like she had a fairly and, you know, the kind of work that should keep you out of, you know, keep you with a roof. And I'm not sure when her relationship with Miro started and what he was doing. So it's not entirely impossible, but still it struck the world as tone deaf. And she's had to issue apology after apology. But her apologies sound sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know, very uh, reactionary apologies. Well, Jeff, I, I hate to break this to you, but we have somebody on the phone that wants to talk about this and the return of Trish Stratus. Who could it be? Hello, caller. Oh, hey, Jeff, that's me. It's Tammy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, Tammy, hey, that's li- great. Hey, hey listen, uh, enough of talking about that uh, trollop uh, Lana. She talking about homeless. Wait, I'm wait, homeless. Wait, wait a second. We, yeah. didn't accept, we didn't accept the charges from the, the Volusia County uh, uh, Jail Center, uh, the women's detention facility. Yes, we did. Steve said it was all right. Steve, we don't have a budget for this. And hey, listen, you know I wanna, I'm homeless. I'm homeless right now. I'm at the prison. Hello? Well, that's not homeless. You got you got three hots in the cot. No, 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 no. I'm homeless. I'm homeless. Listen, I need everybody to tune into my OnlyFans. It's from jail. And uh, yeah, fuck Trish Stratus coming back. Mm. When am I going to come back, Triple H? When am I coming back, H? When you're probation. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, what are you doing about? Oh, oh, I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. My, 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 my. Uh, All right. Don't, don't get shaved. Totally get shaved. I gotta go. Who get shaved? That's already happened, Jeff. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Tammy, okay. is, why is Tammy always calling into the show? Uh, apparently, you're the only one who will accept the charges. <laughs> I am the only one that will accept the charges. Let it's on your phone. I, 
I love having Tammy on the show. It's not on the dedicated Hammerlock hangover line. This that's the that's the that's the HH line. That's right. Yeah. What? Why does yes, Tammy? Why, <laughs> it's the same red phone that Adam West used to pick up. That's why we share with Batman. Why does Tammy Sitch have a uh, a Southern accent? I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I'm starting to think that someone that's pretending to be Tammy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Want to talk about Drew's back injury, which may or may not be real? Sure, go ahead. Well, I think it's uh, real. Why would he lie about it? Well, I don't know. They're taking him off house shows, but apparently not enough to, to not have a, a match between him and Kevin Owens, which was a banger, by the way. Um, by the way, I should say, I mean... What, in, that in, promo... Was fired, Jeff. Well, let, let, let me say my positive stuff. Okay, SmackDown was a really good show this week, and the the match between Walter and Nakamura really good. But the whole show was good. It flowed really, oh, really nice. well. Still oh, a little bit too much filler, but a really good SmackDown. Raw was pretty good. Now, I don't mean pretty good the way I would say pretty good, like three months ago or six months ago or a year ago. Where pretty good was just like. I was trying not to say horrible. Now, now when I say pretty good, I mean pretty good. It, not as good as, as, as SmackDown, but it was good. But yeah, th- this was a this was a really good match. But the promo, I mean, I thought in the beginning Drew sounded pretty much like Drew, but Kevin Owens really got it out of him. And Kevin Owens unlocked that thing that I always say is missing in Drew, and that's the authenticity. That's the it, the spark. So I don't know if this is unlocked forever. I don't know if this is because of he's got some freedom um, to play against, you know, you know, whatever it was. But this was Drew at his best. And this was a good match. And when the Usos interfered in it and you're like, ah, shit, I mean, that that was that's a wrestling angle. You're supposed to be angry that you got chipped out of the end of that match because you want to see it again. Um, so. Well done. Uh, this isn't you're angry because it was just a stupid DQ. And it, it and, and I want to distinguish that because we've gotten a lot of DQs with the Usos. <laughs> Two years. So and a lot of them for no reason, sometimes back to back Uso related DQs in matches that got stopped and restarted or or tag team matches that became trios matches or singles matches, tag team matches or tag team matches that became singles matches. Um, Jeff, yeah, I, I want to say that that's a really good point, because I don't think that. For WWE, at least, there has not been like a a match where you've been built up that you really wanted to see the finish. And then you get a fuck finish and then you're like genuinely pissed because of the fuck finish. Right. The fact that they worked everybody like this, I think it was genius. Yeah, and, and good job, Kevin Owens, talking about his past, and he's got wants to bring back the prize fighter. Good, good job dropping that that line about Sami Zayn in the match. You know, and good job saying your tribal chief owes me one after he gives Drew a stunner. Um, and what is that one going to be? I don't know. It could be a lot of things. It could be a title shot. It, if the Usos, you know, sort of turn on Sami Zayn, but keep him around reluctantly or whatever, the Kevin Owens says, listen, you don't want him. Give him to me. And then we get the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn tag team again. And maybe they ultimately beat the Usos. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not the only one saying these things. Other people are doing it. But it's fun to try to game plan wrestling stories where different angles can make sense. If nothing else, should Drew win a title or the titles at at the Clash of the Castle, 
to see one of his first challenges to be say be Kevin Owens saying we have unfinished business and everyone to say fuck yeah you do mm-hmm. I mean that's so a good all, point it, it, it's all good um, we did have Dexter Loomis running in again but throughout the night there was some other you know weird stuff so when AJ was you know warming up you saw a guy in the back wearing a hoodie just hanging out pretty sure that was Dexter Loomis when Drew McIntyre was walking backstage you saw some fire in a, in a trash can with fire extinguishers. Um, and then Dexter Loomis, you saw Adam Pierce deploying security and telling them to go. Uh, and security caught Dexter Loomis again. Um, but we also at some point saw an arm extended in an open doorway and it was there for a pronounced period of time and it was gloved. Now, mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis wasn't wearing a glove when he got arrested. Who often wears gloves? Vince McMahon. Oh. No, Vince McMahon's gone. He's gone. I mean, who knows who's under that fiend mask? Listen, Triple H is bringing back a lot of released talent. Vince is coming. <laughs> this is Vince's o- older brody, brother, <laughs> Victor. That's right. Victor McMahon is coming. Huh. VKM. This is this is Vince's younger brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they, they, give him like a, they give him like a red hippie wig. That's right. He's like, I'm not here. No, lady, stay. Could give him a give him a dude love shirt. <laughs> Could I give him a dude love shirt? Is that come back? <laughs> and, a, and a wig with long red hair. It was me all along. Oh no, we never knew. Oh, it's his younger brother, Victor. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, just remember that the difference between friend and fiend is only the letter R. Think about it. R. Uh-huh. Oh my God! Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to follow you here. I'm, I'm following you in your fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. Pick up the thread. R. 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 And then what? What? Um, a former wrestler is related to uh, a gimmick that is heavy in R's. That's the rated Pirates. R's superstar. The Pirates, it's the Sky Pirate, Io Shirai, Io Shirai, the other one. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie, Kyrie Sane is coming back. That's no, what you're telling Paul me. Bur- Paul, no, it's the it's the Bushwhackers. Arr. Arr, that's right. <laughs> and, and Paul yeah, they're all they're all coming back. They're going to come back as Rambling Rabbit and oh Huskus the Pig. Can we uh, talk about Paul Burchill's sister for a minute? Mercy. What's, what's I don't know name? Paul Burchill's sister. Oh, my God. Wasn't that was her name? Maxine Dupree. I mean, Maxine Dupree too, but Jesus Christ, what was her name? I'm gonna go look this up while I. Uh, That's fine. I, I I missed the entire Paul Birch. I was on hiatus then. Um, all right, so yeah, so I think that was the fiend. So cool. I, I think I think it's Vince McMahon. I, I think that Dexter Loomis is not trying to get AJ Styles. I think he's trying to protect him. Mm. I think well, he's his guardian I, angel. I I think you're right, and I think. He, he kept staring at the Miz, and the Miz stared at him. So I thought, you know, something's up. Katie Lee Burchill. There you go. Katie Lee Burchill. What she? I don't know who that is. Um, well, you would remember her. I, I know we're sort of all over the place tonight, and that's okay. No um, but I, I think it's important that we say that WWE had their earnings call this week for the second quarter, and their profits went up, or their revenue went up 24%. 
they made in $328.2 million in this one quarter, up 24% from the preceding quarter. And in the same week, they released WrestleMania tickets for pre-sale. Everyone was complaining about the prices. The floor seats are $3,000. Who has money for this guy? Well, they they sold over 90,000 tickets within 24 hours. It's already 80% or more sold out, probably more so by this time. So, I mean, great news for WWE uh, uh, on that. Um there are a couple of little bits, and then we'll get into back to WWE and, and Heat Wave. The Briscoes won the GCW, the Garbage Crash Wrestling Tag Team Championships. So uh, obviously, you know, whatever's going on with them in Ring of Honor isn't working out as well as they had hoped. Um, and I haven't seen them on NWA in a bit, so that probably hasn't worked out so well. And Impact probably can't afford them. Speaking of Impact, Impact had a pay-per-view on Friday. It was called Emergence. Impact having pay-per-views on Friday nights certainly is a choice. Um, I don't know anyone who watches it. Uh, all I can tell you is that there are new women's tag team champions. It's Chelsea Green and Diana Perrazzo. Chelsea Green, who also officially became a free agent. So, you, Jeff, do you, I meant to ask you this earlier when you brought up uh, Chelsea Green. Do you think that if WWE Chelsea Green, is there – she kind of does the same shtick as Britt Baker – so she looks like her. She looks exactly like her. Would they need a Britt Baker if they have Chelsea Green and she gets over? No. But the funny thing is, I don't know if you saw this. I, I tweeted it. It was like a joke because I looked up that they should sign Chelsea Green, make her do her hair like Britt Baker, have her do her makeup like Britt Baker, and she should be a doctor of podiatric medicine. Chelsea Green, D P F. And just do the just do the same thing. Um, so that 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 could be fun. And while we're on news of sort of women wrestlers who are sort of free agents, sort of not free agents, Billy Corgan this week in trying to sell NWA 74, which is apparently at the end of the month, which the card looks embarrassingly bad, um, said that he'd love to do another Empower. But the reason he's not doing another Empower is because there's just not a. a Agent talent on the market. Everybody that's good is under contract. Whoa, screech! I mean, for, for, first of all, he has some people under contract. We have the aforementioned Chelsea Green. Uh, we we have a uh, which probably means Diana Perazzo is just as free. Um, we have the other members of the beautiful people, Mandy Leone. Um, you know, Velvet Sky works for NWA. Angelina Love does. Nightingale, who's not under contract. You have Genocide. You have Holly Dad. You've got Taya Valkyrie. You have legends, you know, like Lita. You have Medusa. Uh, you have uh, uh, you, you have the the almost the entirety of the Ring of Honor women's division still out there. Uh, Trisha Dora, who's got a bunch of tag names. You have Eva Lise, if you should desire. I mean, obviously, insinuating that is that um, uh, this. And Tony Khan again. He's not getting AEW wrestlers again. But if you want to make a little noise, Tessa Blanchard is available. Nia Jax is available. I'm not saying they're great, but they're big names. They might bring eyes. Um, so 
listen, I'm sure plenty of people can think of lots of, you know, I don't know if you think she's good or not, but Sarah Logan, Sarah Rowe, um, there, there's probably plenty of other women who were released from WWE. Tegan Knox is still out there. Candice LeRae, as far as we know, has not been signed by any who you mentioned earlier. Don't tell me you can't put together a card for one show of, of 10 matches with women out there. Max, power. He doesn't have big the money. Have a big swole. He doesn't have the money for them. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He's got the money for. He's he's. I mean, he's. Uh, listen, he's just a liar. Billy Corgan, you're you're a big fat liar, oh or God. you're a little skinny liar, uh, whatever it is. But I, yeah, listen. You know who's out there? Big star. Tootie Lennon's out there. That's right, Tootie Lynn. You could build a whole card around her. What about Mickey James? Page. 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 Right. Lana, CJ Perry, sure. Billy don't care about about political correctness. He's got freaking Tyrus there. Wow, very angry. That's right. Well, I'm saying, listen, I don't want Empower Two. I didn't watch Empower One. Nobody did. Just say it didn't do well. Don't, but don't give that answer. Say that there's there's not enough good women out there. There's the there's the Kylie Ray, the smiley one. Um, there's this there's. there's People out there, you can put a card. Didn't she take a break again? She's constantly taking breaks. She only needs her for one night. (laughs) Oh, my God. How many times have you said that? (laughs) (laughs) Not in a long time. You only need her for one night. Not in a a long, long time. Jeff, let's talk about heat wave. Uh, This past Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, was very, very good show. I watched you know, usually I don't watch NXT, but I watched it this time mm-hmm. around. I've been trying to tell you watch NXT. And the promos backstage, I feel like they're just overly produced. It's just Roxy comes across as like, you know, too sugary sweet. She does. Uh, the, the, just but she is 20. Of, I mean, so she is sort of the aw shucks kid. Yeah, but wasn't like Cora Jade the I have a problem Mar- with that. Miranda Alize, that's another good women female talent that, that would be great on a card. Tasha Steele, Marty Bell, Mia Yim. I, I could book a card for freaking Billy. Why don't you All do right. it? Why don't you book Empower Two? Well, I, I, I think I did two to three tweets just with names of female wrestlers who I believe are free agents. Mickey James. Yeah, she was my first. That's right. Between us, there no, there isn't. Mickey, Mickey James forever. Um, oh, Alicia Fox. Now we just. Oh my God, Alicia Fox. If you Melina, I think Melina's around. She ain't doing nothing. Allison Kay's not doing anything. The Bella Twins. The Bella Twins. Um. Oh, just say things. I'll just repeat what you say. <laughs> heat wave. We were talking about heat wave. Heat wave. We were the talking sh- about heat wave. The show. The show's <laughs> Starts with Santos Escobar, and oh no, no with Mello, with Mello, the other guy, okay. not Tay Mello, um, yeah. Carmelo Hayes, and um, who's the Trick other? Williams? Trick, Trick Williams. No, he, Trick Williams is the the manager. Right. He was versus Giovanni Vinci. Thank you. Cesaro, we can speak. It's a pretty good match. Very um, good. I was surprised that Mello won because I thought that. It was Vinci's time to win. He needs the belt more than Mello. Well, I wasn't surprised because I was five for five. Let let, let me let me double check your work here because double check all you want. 
You did pick Carmelo Hayes. I picked Vinci. Yeah. It helps to watch the product. Oh, you you started off by saying you wanted to you were picking Zoe Stark, but then you changed because you said you had a problem with her small face. No, I, I was never picking Zoe. That face doesn't get a championship belt. And if she's going to go to the main roster, then they need to give her a luchador mask. They need to holy shit, you're so fucked up. And I, I and I still stand behind that that her and uh, Nikita Lyons are not making it to that tournament. Yeah, Nikita Lyons, She-Ra. Yeah. She, I, I like watching clips. I don't know if you you've run into these clips of her on this uh, uh, reality show. No. Of love, no. oh my god! It's so there. Just real quick, there's a scene where the guy um, who is supposed to be the love interest on the show, uh, his name is Chance. So um, he has. If you think about all these reality shows that were, you know, it's like The Bachelor, except a lot sleazier. Right, I get it. And so there, one of the the quote-unquote female contestants is um i believe a trans male okay and so is that why you're doing quote unquote and so i think so because I, I don't know how they identify so on the show what's his what's the junk is it male or female i don't know and, and i don't know i don't watch the show all i know is that the guy's name is mangina they could like everybody's got a nickname all right i'm like, done I, I, I can't bear another word. Nikita, hold on, hold on a second. So Nikita, her, her name. I mean, it really just sounds like this. Sounds like the porno version of He-Man. <laughs> Skeletor, who are you sending at me? Mangina. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find this clip. I tried my hardest to find this fucking clip, but I lost it. So the devil dildo. There's a clip where Mangina is like about to approach Chance, and he's like, "Get away from me! Get away from me! Shira, Shira, come here, protect me!" And she's he stands like right in front of him, and then then like Mangina finds a way around, and I'm like, Nikita Lyons, she can't be the NXT champion. She can't even stop Mangina. (laughs) Wait, so is Nikita Lyons a contestant or is she like security? She's a little bit of both. Okay. So I just love the idea of this guy yelling, Mangina, Shira, come here, protect me. A, oh, I cannot Shira. believe this is the first time I'm hearing about this show. B, I but I okay. think this is the the next um spin-off of the Hammerlock Hangover. We're just gonna have to do a, a live um watch along of this show. How do you pop Mangina? I, apparently with Shira. Shira isn't better than Mangina. I mean, Mangina is pretty much the pinnacle of names. <laughs> I mean, what what do you do to? I mean, what do you do to top that? Have <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, you were you were flawless in your NXT predictions. Um, yeah. That's we, right. It was. We already talked about Gallus attacking Diamond Mine, uh, but they also attacked Roderick Strong. That was the open question. I still think it's a setup. I think Roderick said, "Make it look real, boys." So, so is 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 Roderick Strong? I I could care less about Roderick Strong, really. Me I, too, to be honest. I, if they release, probably applauding in the streets. Um, were you surprised that 
Tony D'Angelo one? I mean, I guess not because you did pick Tony D'Angelo. That's right. Well, I wouldn't be surprised that my pick. No, it was obvious. I mean, the, you know, the, the stipulation was that, that Santos leaves or Tony D leaves. Well, Tony's the, the young one. Santos is the old one that's ready. So, of course, Santos leaves. And there were people making a whole hubbub. Well, why does Legato not go with him? Well, because they're tiny. Hollywood boys again? No, they 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 have no chance. On um, they they're tiny next to Santos, who's a small guy. And I don't think people realize how small Santos Escobar is. He's he's a short guy and he's a slight guy. Uh, he's great, but he's he's small. He's shorter than Andrade and he's slimmer than Andrade. So, and I mean Andrade was in WWE, not now. He's still short, but Andrade is a little bit buffer now. Um, anyway. But it was this was a cool match. It had the, the dueling I, I, weapon. I just want to say this. Yeah. On Wikipedia, uh he's billed at as six one. Yeah. So he might be five nine. I think he's got <laughs> five eight. Are you saying that his build height and weight, his weight is two oh four? Are you saying yeah. that his build height and weight are a lot? He's five eight and a half and one eighty seven. Hmm. Okay. Um, this reminds me. Um, with we were talking about NXT uh, guys that Triple H is bringing back. You know who I hope he doesn't bring back? Who? That fuck fucking Jonah. Nobody wants to see. Jonah. Oh yeah, I agree. Remember, I used to be a big Jonah fan, and then one day I heard a promo from him. Like, also, like whatever light bulb I had from like went out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like once you realize. That's all you can smell. I think you realized that I was right. I was telling you that, uh, what was his name when, before Jonah? Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about Bronson Reed. Yeah, no, I don't want, I don't, he's, no, he sucks. No, he, 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 can, he can remember he said great things for me this year. No, no he's done no great things. He's stuck on New Japan strong and impact and crap like that. Um, and Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose has done such a phenomenal job as champion. I mean, Jesus Christ looking at her in this match um yep and that was a good that was a clever ending what i it was and what i enjoyed out of it was it seemed like she was having a lot of trouble with her top throughout this match i that's the kind of trouble that i like same same here same here um anything else from nxt heatwave well, Cora Jade defeated Goody Two Shoes, Roxanne Perez, by DDTing her onto a single. Uh, neither woman used it, so no one got disqualified. So got that one right. Uh, we talked about that Blair Davenport showed up uh, to rip up. Uh, well, let's, in order, uh, Indy Hartwell got delivered an, an envelope. She opened it up. It was a picture of her and Dexter Loomis from the back with a big heart and his arm was around her and it said index forever. So she's like, oh, like, like she like marriage was actually over. Uh, I guess he was missing again. Um, and then Blair Davenport walks up, introduces herself. Now, Blair Davenport is B Priestley, Will Ospreay's girlfriend, who lost to Okada in the G1. I don't know if I said that already, um, but she looks different. I mean, like B Priestley, I've not been impressed with her. And, you know, looks wise and, and you know, wrestling wise, she's been OK. I think she sort of was overrated. Now, I we didn't see her wrestle, obviously, but she's her shape. 
her hair is entirely different. Like it's a whole different look. Um, so much shit. Like I'm like that face looks familiar, but I don't know who that is. Anyway, she took the envelope, the the card from uh, Indy, and ripped it in half. So obviously, uh, Blair is gonna defeat Indy and send her packing up to the main roster to rejoin her man. Uh, Mandy Rose retained. Uh, she what she did is she took off Zoe Stark's uh, knee brace on her surgically repaired leg, put it on and her own knee and face, and yeah, put it over her face, and then she did a knee lift and and. Zoe sold the whole uh, the hell out of that. Zoe is a great wrestler. It's just that face. I'm sorry. So a luchador's mask, sky's the limit. Great wrestler because she has a small face. I think that's what bothers you. Yeah, it it's she has these gigantic uh, bags under her eyes. These gigantic puffy bags under her eyes. It's almost like cartoonish. It makes her eyes look small and. I'm not. I said it last week. I'm not saying. There you it again. go. You said it. You said it. Her small right. face is small. You just said no, it. No, no. It makes her eyes look small. That's not her entire face. Her entire face is regular size, which is why her eyes look small. All right. They introduced uh, the uh, vignette, a uh, wrestler named Quincy Elliott, who apparently has been on Level Up. Quincy Elliott is a big man, a heavy man, and he's calling himself the King Diva. The big diva. Anyway, he's a openly uh, gay character. I'm going to say gay. It could be some, you know, something else on the LB uh, alphabet. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not trying to define him for him. He did not say, and that's fine. Um, but uh, what is it, Quincy? What? Elliot. I'm looking at that. He sort of looks like you know rerun from what's happening. Um, <laughs> With, with, if like rerun and Sunny Kiss had a child, no, I was about to say if rerun and Rhea Ripley have a child. No, 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 no! Don't, don't put don't don't put Rhea in that. She might have to sit that uh, sub on you. Um, in the only match that I thought was a bit of a fail was Braun Breaker versus JD McDonough. Um, too much offense. JD McDonough apparently bled at some point, smiled, and that's supposed to freak Brown out. And JD McDonough's like, I love pain. And Brown's like, all right, I'm going to give you pain. And he spears him and then he does the running power slam and pins him and retains. At that point, Tyler Bate from NXT UK comes out um, with his NXT UK tied the championship title. Now, the interesting thing here is that everybody pretends they love NXT UK. But what they don't know is that on the aired episodes of NXT UK, Tyler Bate is not yet champion. There's a tournament ongoing still on TV, which is not concluded. It's it's concluded. But if you're watching NXT UK, you would still think that the title is vacant. Um, so they spoiled their own ending. That's how much they care about NXT UK. So Tyler Bate comes out. All I saw is just another titsy tiny guy. I don't care. I know he had a great match when he was Walter. I mean, when when Gunter was Walter against Tyler Bate, terrific. Who cares? Um, anyway, another another teeny tiny guy. Okay, I, I know what they're doing. They're having Braun wrestle with with good hands, styles, and different sizes. They're having him wrestle with people like Tyler Bate and JD McDonough and Cameron Grimes. They had him wrestle a bigger guy in in. Um, uh, Duke Hudson once they uh, they did the uh, Joe Gacy but they had Dolph Ziggler working with him so they have him work with a, with a bunch of people who can call matches uh, and get different styles and I guess you know to get him experience and that's smart but this that's not this is not a slide on Braun that's showing that they're making 
They're not trying to rush him. They're trying to make him become a wrestler. And as Brian Alvarez would say, they're trying to teach him how to work. And for those of you who don't follow Brian Alvarez or don't listen to him, but you know, and maybe only hate him from Twitter or, or love him from Twitter or whatever, but for him, the distinction of being able to work is that when someone like a Vince McMahon would tear up the script or something goes wrong, you still can handle the match. You can adapt. You can work the match. You don't have to go by the choreograph. Um, or if the ending changes or the time gets changed or gets cut, that you're not sort of looking like you're dazed and confused and lost. You can adapt. Like, you know, that's what they say about like Seth Rollins and Cody and AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels that, you know, that they, they could, they could work. They can always adapt. So anyway, um, so that's what they're trying to do with Braun. So good for them. Um, Anyway, Tyler Bate, for those of you who are NXT UK devoted listeners and didn't know he was already the winner, why are you listening to this podcast? This is clearly not the podcast for you. Um, anyway, we didn't spoil it. They did. Um, they put it on a show, which they wanted you to watch. And in fact, a lot of people did watch it. So cool. And anyway, I, I thought Heat Wave was a really good show. And it seems like the public agreed because they did 723,000, which was up 126,000 for them. So, yeah, that's awesome for NXT. And I think this has to do with the fact I've said this for the last two weeks since Triple H is putting it. And they're making reference to NXT as canon. I think that's part it, of it. I, I it definitely. Was, I, I, I think there's also just generally an excitement about what's going on in WWE. I think there's people who are tuning in to give everything a chance. Mm -hmm. They want to see what Hunter's doing. They want to hear what Sean. They want to see what Sean's doing. They, they want to see who's coming, who's going. I mean, you know, there's excitement. There's movement. It, it's not stale, and it's pretty good. And NXT 2.0 got a bad rap. I mean, yeah, not all. First month or so was a little bit rough, but there was a certain point and, and, you know, people can go back and listen to the old episodes and you could hear it when I was talking about it. Ooh, this was rough. Ooh, this was rough. This was really bad. I'm like, this episode was pretty good. And this episode was pretty good. Then I was like, oh, this one went back. And I'm like, no, nope, th this one was good. And then, then it's like always been pretty good. I mean, not everything's been good, but it, it's been very, it's like, it's like, it's been NWA with a budget. Um, so I'd like and they've got too many. I mean, they they've been signing all these um, women wrestlers that, that that at least looks wise look like they're athletic and can be something. Um, you know, they brought in Blair Davenport. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think they have too many uh, uh, women there right now. Uh, you know, they need an infusion of men. I'm not excited with the four or five people they brought in from the UK, but okay, whatever. We'll see who's going. Bring, do you think they can bring in Tammy? <laughs> no, I don't think they can bring in any Tammy. Um, a lot of people speculating that Santos is going to do really big things in, in WWE. I think really only if he if they bring back that cruiserweight title. But uh, I like Santos, but I, I do think people are going to be really surprised when they see that he's smaller than Angel Garza. 6-1. That's 6-1. But I do. Who's royalty? King Cuerno and Prince Puma from Lucha Underground. So that that would that would be cool. They had some epic matches uh, as adversaries, and I think they'd make a damn fine team as well. And and for those who don't know, that's from Lucha Underground. King Cuerno is Santos Escobar, and Prince Puma is Ricochet. So that could be cool. I'd like that uh, that to be revisited. All right. Other ratings. Impact last week. I get.
to their go home show for emergence. They spiked up to 131,000, up 16,000. New Japan Pro Wrestling, not reported. SmackDown lost 166,000, but still did 1.927 million. Rampage went up by 60,000. I cannot tell you why. This was a terrible card. Uh, I can only assume that it was people that were in the markets where the NFL preseason games were on, and people were like, I just want to watch some wrestling. It's 528. Uh, Raw. 1.978 thousand up 22,000. Already talked about NXT. Go surge. Dynamite actually went down 15,000 to 957,000. In a vacuum, not a bad number, but given everything, we knew Punk would be on the show. We knew Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson was going to be in that two out of three falls match. You knew Jericho was going to be on the show. The anticipation of Kenny Omega coming back. Uh, I think this is an L. Uh, Major League Wrestling, still no new shows. Um, NWA this week, 36,000. Last week, up to 44,000. Two weeks ago, up to 58,000. AW Dark Elevation this week, 194. Last week, only up to 197. And two weeks ago, only up to 207. Dark this week, 192. Last week, up to 241. And from two weeks ago, up to 252. So there you go. Those are the ratings. I looked at New Japan, but they're still sort of when they're good, it's 13,000. When they're bad, it's about 7,300. 7, Not worth reporting. They still to be, they, they seem to, whatever their surge was around Forbidden Door, it, it seems to have fallen back down to uh, where they were before. And I have a feeling that's a permanent state. Speaking of uh, New Japan for a second, um, I don't know if you've seen this news because it kind of broke today late in the day, but uh, apparently New Japan is running a show in New York City but not Madison Square Garden this time. It's a nightclub near Times Square, the Palladium. Um, I any, did thoughts on, any thoughts on this, Jeff? Why can't New Japan run the Madison Square Garden again? Hmm, Jeff? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I, I guess the, maybe the card is going to be underwhelming. I know that the... Once pushes there, including stardom talent on the card. You know, usually a Japanese wrestling is segregated by gender, um, so it's a combined card. But yeah, this is this is a facility that, that depending on how the scene is set up, will hold two thousand to twenty five hundred tops. Um, I don't know the answer. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that they're not committing, you know, Okada and and some of their tack, top acts to the card. Uh, I don't know. For Madison Square Garden, it's very expensive to to pay there. I mean, AEW ticket prices wouldn't make the money for them. They've got to charge WWE ticket prices for that. Maybe they're just not confident. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. They they do tend to be cautious. Jeff, it's you, one thing, you know they they can't fill up that fucking Madison Square Garden without. If they put the right card together, but it's no, one they thing, can't, when, Jeff. No, it's one thing they, when Ring of Honor is footing the bill. They needed Ring of Honor. On, it, on WrestleMania weekend, they don't have WrestleMania this time. It's just a standalone show. This is going to fucking flop. I, I It might sell out, but again, it's a fucking nightclub. Like, it's not even like... The, oh, it'll sell out. I mean, 2,000 people is easy to say. They, if they can sell a GCW and House of Glory, they'll sell this out. But it, it's hardly trying. I mean, if they, if they went to a 10,000-person building, that, that would be trying. 
I mean, I guess it's interesting that they're you know, doing anything at all, but it's, I don't know. It's, I mean, it just seems like it's a big indie show to me. Um, yep. Yep. And I'd be interested to see if Tony Khan decides to throw his nose in here and, uh, I mean, either, it out. I, well, and if he does what he throws that way, I mean, if it's, if he's giving them the factory, <laughs> you know, um, oh, by the way, what, Lance Archer, what, what, well, Lance Archer doesn't work for AW anymore. He's actually with only with new Japan now, but, in, in a week but one interesting thing on dynamite that sort of got buried because of all the other stuff that was going on is that will hobbs cut a promo explaining why he turned on ricky starks and it was basically that ricky starks was acting like he was okay with losing and will hobbs isn't okay with losing he's a winner and that's why he turned on ricky starks and it made sense uh but it was so quick that it, that if you you know blinked, blinked and had to rub your eyes you missed it um and it got lost in so much shuffle and i think i mean i think Trip. I mean, we didn't need to see. We don't need to see Private Party versus uh, Swerve in our glory on Rampage or any of that shit. Uh, you know, take time to build something important for your tag team champions. But this this could have gotten a little bit more time. Um, and what's it building towards? Is is Hobbs versus Starks going to be next week on Dynamite also, or is that going to be booked for All Out? Is that going to be a grudge match? I mean, I don't. You know, that's a good rivalry. That's a rivalry that you know. Also, would be invested in because these are people with charisma, with talent. Will Hobbs looks like a wrestler, so he appeals to people like me. Ricky Starks is, is you know, you know, he's he's a little thin for my for my taste, but you know, you adapt. Um, but this 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 is a feud that people could be invested in. I mean, it's certainly more interested in Hook versus Zach Clayton. Who the fuck is Zach Clayton anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Did they buy Pat McAfee on Wish? Who is this guy? Apparently, he's like he's like one in ten on the YouTube shows, and I guess he's on some New Jersey Shore reboot project, and he's married to someone or dating someone named Jay Wow. I I don't, I don't know what any of this is. I don't care. Uh, apparently, no one knew who he was, so it's not one of those things where I feel bad about it. Um, but anyway. I mean, is this their answer to Logan Paul? Paul, because if it is, they they shouldn't shouldn't have made the call. Wow. I, I mean, like I guess that. they. I mean, they booked themselves into a corner with Hook. You know, he he can't lose. He can't talk. He can't even take offense. So what do you do? You bring in the schmuck and say he's a he's a you know social media influencer celebrity and let him lose. Um, I don't know. This is this is this is goofy. I mean. It's all- WWE is doing the same thing right now with Veer. They booked themselves into a corner with him. Well, listen, Veer is un- un- unstoppable. No one can. Well, that's why he with her. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to have to stop him. But I mean, there's not even a story surrounding Veer. I'm not sure what's worse no story or a bad story. No story. No, bad story no. is worse. Bad story is worse. Well, I was right Guys, Guys, this has been episode 97. Thank you for tuning in this far into the podcast. If you haven't already, leave a like or a follow or a sub or whatever it is, uh, a rating. You mean subscribe, not, not sub Mysterio. That's right. Not sub Mysterio, but subscribe to the podcast. So that way you get it in your inbox. You get notified. Click those bells wherever they might be um, to get notified when we drop a new podcast, which is, which is usually on Friday afternoons. Um, 
Jeff, what other plugs do we have? Ah, you can often find lots of PWC shows uh, talking about wrestling. Uh, you can find us on the PWC. You can find us on the PW Hustle, um, the Wrestling Soup Network. You can find me on Twitter at Icarus Fell MD. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. Uh, my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views, both on the Garden of Doom feed. Again, you can find those shows everywhere. Oh, I didn't mention Humming Media Group. Forgive me. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Ayatollah. Slap us. I know, oh. and make us pay for them too. Um, but yeah, Garden of Doom is sort of like a cult, esoteric things that go bump in the night, uh, cryptids, history. Got a lot of. I, I actually have six shows already recorded, uh, stockpiled, and I'm recording another one this week with someone from the Legendary Africa podcast uh, and and the Asian tapestry podcast it's the same person so i honestly can't remember which show we're recording on this one it might be asian tapestry legendary africa in a few weeks um but i gotta i I gotta talk to a guy from brazil about ufos in south america and brazil like i'm I'm cooking with gas um so anyway so check out garden of doom and garden views garden views is more topical uh we did a show on cannabis law a couple weeks back and the show that is in production right now is on ip and entertainment law but was mostly trademarks and copyrights um and uh, but very interesting stuff we went 90 minutes still only scratched the surface but i think it'd be a good primer for those of you who are interested in those things, and if you're if you listen to Hammerlock Hangover, you should very much be interested in things like trademarks and copyright law because it plays a big role in the IWC and wrestling writ large. So, check that shit out, and give that likes and subscribes too. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Where else can you find us? We're we're at Hammerlock H O on Twitter and Hangover at gmail.com. Is that right? That is correct. All one word, hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Guys, thanks for tuning in. If you need to hit me up on Twitter, you can find me at Big Daddy Cool. That's all one word. That is uh, me, not Diesel. Um, That's real Kevin Nash. Um, I think that's it. That's the whole show. Thank you very much. And until next time. Stable, my friends.